Welcome to Talks with T-Tom, the podcast. For the next hour, I need you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We talk a lot of football, we talk a lot of basketball, sports in general, and also as well, we talk about real-life events that's going on right now. So, therefore, sit tight, enjoy the show. Welcome to Talks with T-Tom. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time Westman, back again with another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Man, I appreciate you guys' love and support, man. R.P. King Vaughn, man. R.P. King Vaughn, man. Devastating news here uh, in Atlanta, man. Him passing away really last night, early this morning, man. So, you know, condolences to him and his family, man. But we got to, you know, we dedicating this episode to King Vaughn, man. So, shout out to King Vaughn, man. Um... Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man. Season four, man. We're at it again. I believe we're at episode five or six now. Um, but yeah, man, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And also as well, if you want to follow my social medias, that's going to be at ayo underscore T-Time nine. And that's on IG and Twitter. And also as well, the podcast page at Talks with T-Time on IG, man. Once again, RIP to King Vaughn. Um, you know, condolences to him and his family. Uh, nothing. I wish them, you know, nothing but the best, obviously. And, you know, it's just sad to see another young talent. You know, we did this a few months ago when I was recording a podcast when Pop Smoke died. Um, you know, so it's just unfortunate to see another young, talented brother get taken up out of here, man. So it's just unfortunate, man. But throughout the show, we're going to be basically, when we're coming in and we're coming out, it's going to be Vaughn all day. Um, so let me go jump into what this show is going to kind of be about tonight. Um, college football heavy. I mean, we're going to talk college football for probably the majority of the time tonight. Um, we'll jump into a little bit of NFL, but it's going to be a heavy college football night because we have two very, very big games tomorrow. Um, we have Clemson versus Notre Dame, one against four. Y'all know how I am. Y'all know who my team is. So you know that's a big deal. We'll talk about that a lot um, we also will talk about another big game taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. The Florida Gators playing against the Georgia Bulldogs. That's going to be another top 10 game this week, uh, this weekend. So very big games, very big implications this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be really a college football heavy um, yeah, it's going to be college football heavy this week, man. It's, it's, that's just what it is. So if you don't like college football, it might be best to turn out. But I just kind of want to get a little break from, you know, everything that's going on in the country, you know, this King Von thing, obviously this election stuff. Let's just sit back and talk some daggone sports for a little while. So I do want to go ahead and jump into football first. I kind of want to just go over the games that I kind of am interested in seeing um, this weekend and kind of like go – the main two we're diving into and we'll actually talk about is Clemson and um, obviously Clemson and Georgia. Uh, the Clemson-Notre Dame game in Georgia versus Florida. That's obviously the two games we're really going to be talking about the most. But I do see some games that I like uh, that I want to kind of talk about. Actually, as I'm recording this right now, NC State is up on Miami right now, 24-21 to 21 at halftime. Very competitive game. Both offenses are on fire right now. 
Um, Derek King, he's hot right now. Um, and even Bailey Hockman for NC State is playing very well right now. By halftime, NC State is up 24-21, so I'll be keeping y'all posted through this, uh, throughout that game. Also, as well, later on tonight, so when y'all hear this in the morning, this game will be obviously over. BYU against Boise State tonight is another really good one. Uh, we've been hearing a lot about the Zach Wilson kid. I kind of want to see what he's talking about. That will be going on while I'm recording this podcast, so I definitely will be taking a look at that. A game that is low-key kind of going to be sneaky good is Liberty versus Virginia Tech tomorrow. Liberty is 6-0 right now, and they beat Syracuse big time a few weeks ago. So coming into this game, this is not going to be a walk in the park for Virginia Tech. Hughes Freeze got those guys playing good. So that's another game that I want to take a look at uh, tonight on the podcast. Not really dive into it. Uh, another game that might, you know, get you guys interest. Indiana is 2-0 right now. Um, they're number 13 in the country. They're playing against Michigan. Also, as well, another game that I'll be watching out for is Oklahoma State for Kansas State. Uh, that's on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Also, another game as well that I'll be looking out for. The Pac-12 finally joins in. We got Stanford versus Oregon tomorrow. Um, another game that I wouldn't mind seeing too as well is Duke versus North Carolina tomorrow at 12. So this is some of the games I kind of, you know, are looking forward to. Obviously, like I said, we already know about Florida and Georgia, and we're actually about to jump into them right now. So let's go ahead and jump into the Georgia-Florida game tomorrow down in Jacksonville. So coming into this game, Georgia is ranked number five as of right now. At 4-1, their only loss is to Alabama. Um, Florida comes in this game right now 3-1. Obviously, you know, losing to Texas A&M and really after that having to kind of be on quarantine because, you know, they had a little outbreak situation. So coming into this game, I want to talk a little bit about Georgia and what they need to do to win this game. George Pickens, star wide receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs, is out for tomorrow. I repeat, probably their number one weapon on offense, which they don't use enough because Stetson Bennett, I don't, he can't, he can't get the ball to him for some reason. Um, Stetson Bennett can't get the ball to George Pickens, so he really hasn't really been a factor anyway this year. Uh, but he has an upper, some type of upper body injury. He's out tomorrow. If I'm Georgia, you got to run the ball 40 plus times. Stetson Bennett has already showed you he can't put a team on his back and win. I don't even know if Stetson Bennett is the game manager. Like, he might be a notch below that. I mean, they barely sweeped past Kentucky last week. They barely, like, they're barely doing just enough, and really it's the defense. They're doing just enough to beat teams. But tomorrow, they're going to have to put up points. They're going to have to put up points for Florida tomorrow. Because Florida's offense is prolific. Cal Trask is playing very good. And we've seen with Georgia, if you got some good wide receivers and tight ends, which Florida does, they have more so have a good tight end. Kadarius Toney is playing very good right now. I'm not going to lie to you. He's been very impressive. Um, but when you have good wideouts and a good tight end, you can do some damage to Georgia. We've seen it with Alabama just a few weeks ago. If you air it out on them, you can beat them. Um, because once you get up, they're not catching up. Georgia's going to be a team that they're going to have to be leading to win games. They're not doing any of that catching up stuff. You get up more than two touchdowns on Georgia, game is over. Their defense is going to have to score. Game is over. 
because Stetson Bennett is not doing a job at all. Now, for Florida, if you're Florida, I'm putting eight men in the box and we coming full house blitz every time. Every time I'm putting eight men in the box and say, Stetson Bennett, beat me. Beat me. We're going to take Cook out the game. We're going to take White out the game. You're not going to be running the ball. You're going to have this with your arm. If I'm Florida, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling them boys. Look, we putting seven and eight in the box every play and bringing it. Tell Stetson Bennett, do something. That's me. That's what I would do in this situation. Now, will Todd Grantham do that? I don't know. That's to be answered. I don't know if Todd Grantham does that. But I can definitely tell you this. If I'm Todd Grantham, I'm, I'm daring Stetson Bennett to do it. He's out. He doesn't have his best wide receiver. Are Georgia tight ends even effective? No. Their running backs are, are effective catching the ball out of the backfield and running. But if, I'm telling you, if you put eight in the box, I think you beat Georgia. I don't have any type of belief in Stetson Bennett at all. I don't have any belief in him at all. So that's that. Another thing, Georgia, another key to the game. You have to get Florida's offense off the field. We already know Florida has one of the best. I mean, we already know Georgia has one of the best defenses in the country. You cannot let Cal Trask and Cal uh, Pitts hit you up on third and nine, third and seven, third and eight, third and five. You can't let them get first downs on those because if not, if you do, it's going to be a long night because I'm telling you, if Florida gets up by more than, ah, shit, I, I, God forgive me, I'll say 10 points. I'll say 10 points. You let them get up by more than 10 points, it's, it's curtains. It's over. It's game over. I don't believe in Stetson Bennett. He can't bring them back. That's just that. But, yeah, that's my personal opinion on that. Now, let me jump into, let me jump into what Georgia needs to do. Or what Florida needs to do, excuse me. Florida has to really, I think what Florida has to do, they have to score, right? Like they have to score almost every time they touch the ball because, I, like I just said, if they get up by 10 to 14 points, the game is over. The game is over. If George, Georgia's main thing on defense, they can't give up, I would say, 21 points. I say anything more than 21, game is over. 21 to 24 points, if Georgia gives up 24 points, game is over. If that game becomes, if it's, it's really at this point, if Florida gets to 24 points, it's over. And if Georgia, if, and that's another thing too, and then I'm going to move on to Clemson and Notre Dame. If Notre, I mean, if, if Florida can't beat Georgia this year, I don't know what to tell Dan Mullen because you probably have Georgia at their weakest they've ever been. They're banged up right now. Richard LeCount, I forgot about him. Georgia star safety is out this week after getting in a bike accident um, or in some type of motorcycle accident or some motor accident or something like that. Um, George Pickens is out. So we're already talking about two of their top five players out. 
if you can't beat Georgia in this game, Dan Mullen, I honestly don't know what to tell you. And this is the most talented Florida has ever been. To me, I'm taking Florida in this game, bro. I think Florida wins something like 31 to 16, 31 to 14, something like that. I think Florida wins like pretty convincingly tomorrow. Would I be surprised if Georgia wins? No, I would not. Because like I said, it's like they almost have this psychological test against Georgia where they just flop. I felt like last year Florida was almost just as if talented, if maybe even more talented than Georgia, and they couldn't close the deal. This year, let's see if they can close it. But I'm taking Florida in this game 31-14. We'll see how it pans out. Now, let me jump into the Clemson-Notre Dame game. I kept bringing them up because that's all I've been thinking about is Clemson-Notre Dame. So let me jump into this Clemson-Notre Dame game real quick. We got Clemson at 7-0. We seen what happened last week. We seen that, you know, it was a close game. DJ uh, U, I'm not even going to try to spell or say his last name, played absolutely tremendous. Um, big game from him. And they're coming into this game, going to South Bend in Indiana, you know, coming into this game 7-0. and And Notre Dame is, you know, 6-0 and at the moment. Trevor Lawrence, we already know, is not playing in this game. So, Clemson, as of right now, is a five-point favorite, five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. <sighs> Y'all know how I am. I love Clemson. I'm a bigger Clemson fan than anything. Honestly, y'all know that. This is going to be a good game. I don't think Clemson runs away with Notre Dame at all. I think this is actually going to be a competitive game. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be real. I could see a score like 31-21. Like, I think this is going to be a decent game. The reason I think Clemson wins this game, though, is because Notre Dame's offense is garbage. I mean, it, no, Ian Book is, let's just be honest, he's Bo Nix 2.0. The dude sucks. Like, he's not good at all. He's been the same way. Since he was a freshman, he has not progressed at all over the last four years. And Book is Bo Nix 2.0. The kid only has seven touchdowns, 1,200 yards. Dude, we're halfway through the season. Trevor Lawrence had that in like the first three games, four games. You know, to me, Ian Book is just, is he he's not the answer. Now, Clemson's defense has got to play like how they played in that second half last week because Boston College, fine. I think Boston, and I've been saying this for like two or three months now, Boston College has more weapons on offense than Notre Dame. So I think it's very obtainable that Clemson can keep Notre Dame contained more. Because that Flowers kid for Boston College is really good. He's probably going to the NFL one day. He's really good. And that tight end, Tyler Long, they got really good. For Notre Dame, let me tell you all the keys. If Notre Dame wants to win this game, because I think in this in this situation, if Clemson loses, I still think they get in the playoffs if they run the table. They're going to say Trevor Lawrence was out, the best player in the country, the best player on the Clemson Tigers. If they lose this game, run the table on everybody else and blow Notre Dame out in the championship, this game really doesn't mean much to Notre Dame. I mean to Clemson. But this game means everything to Notre Dame because – if they lose this game, it's curtains. It's curtains for them guys. They're not making the playoffs. 
So let me say this. For Notre Dame, my keys for them to win, you come out playing like you, your life depends on it because it does. Because if you lose this game to a Clemson team without their best player, it's, it's, you're more than likely not getting into the playoffs. Let's just call it what it is. We've seen Notre Dame flop year after year getting into the playoffs. We've seen what Clemson did to them a few years ago. We've seen what Bama did to them about a decade, well, a little bit, a little, about eight years ago. We've seen what Bama did to them in the championship. We've seen what Notre Dame has gotten done to them in these big stages against these elite teams. We've seen what has happened. So Notre Dame got to come out playing with their head on fire. Secondly, that defense of Notre Dame, which has been good all year, has to continue playing really good. Clemson has a lot more weapons than any team they've seen this year, including Louisville, because Louisville was supposed to have this amazing offense, and they haven't really, you know, led up to those expectations. But I'm telling you now, Clemson is the most talented offense they have seen this year, even with banged up Frank Ladison that's been dropping balls left and right, even with you know, uh, Joseph Nagata, who's barely touched the field. E.J. Williams is probably the best wide receiver Notre Dame has seen this year, or one of them. Uh, Travis Etienne is definitely the best running back they've seen this year. Um, you could <laughs> uh, This might be disrespectful, but you might could say DJU is the best quarterback they've seen. And honestly, like, if we're being real, can we – I mean, DJU is probably the best quarterback – They've played this year, right? Like, let's look at the schedule. Let's go back and look at the schedule here. Duke, I'm going to be real with you. DJU is already better than Chase Bryce. Come on, that's that's just that. USF, I don't even know who their quarterback is. Florida State, come on. James Blackman and the Travis kid, come on, bro. DJU is already better than both of those guys. Louisville, they got my mans. I can't think of his name right now. Pass. Come on, bro. Like, we, DJ, you better than him. Pitt got my boy. I can't think of his name right now. Wow, his name is, is it, uh, what is his name? It's something, I feel like it's something with a P. I feel like it's something with a P. What is that kid's name? The quarterback for Pitt. Now I got to look him up because that's bothering me now. Um, wow, what is the quarterback's name for Pitt? Oh, my goodness. This is really making me mad, y'all. What is the quarterback's name for Pitt? It's something with a P. Is it Pickett? Pickett, Pickett, Pickett. Thank you. Thank you. Pickett. Oh, he didn't even play in that game. Oh, yeah. So he, okay. So definitely DJ, 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 you was definitely better than any of those quarterbacks. He didn't even play in that game against Notre Dame, actually. So that's wild in itself. Wow. I didn't know that. Pickett didn't even play in that game. Mm. Anyway. um. So, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at, <laughs> when you're looking at it, like Notre Dame has never played any quarterback as good as DJU. So I think it's important for, you know, I think for Notre Dame, they're going to have to throw some confusion at DJ, a freshman, in a, in a big-time game. Um, but what I hear out of Clemson is that kid is calm as nail. Like, he's just calm, bro. Like, don't nothing bother him. So we'll see. For Clemson, most important thing, man, I think play calling. Don't play that soft, acting scared, Crap. Let DJU rip that thing. You let Trevor Lawrence come in on his first pass of his career at Clemson in a big game against Texas A&M, the game we barely won in College Station. You let Trevor Lawrence 
throw a fade route to T. Higgins on the first play. And it was a 50-something yard touchdown. So please let DJ U cook. Let him, you see the arm strength, it's there. I mean, his arm strength is absolutely ridiculous. Let him see, let the play, let the playbook loose. Just like Trevor Lawrence was playing. Let it loose. I think also for Clemson, defense, defense, defense. Even though Notre Dame doesn't have nobody that's going to hurt you, God, y'all have to force some turnovers in this game. There has to be more discipline, no stupid hits, no stupid late hits and stuff like that. It has to be more discipline. Also as well, you know, you got to make some turnovers and you got to make some plays on defense. That's going to be important for Clemson. Obviously, feed ETN. Do not go away from feed ETN. They're going to put eight in the box. They're going to put ten, nine, you know, seven in the box. You continue to feed ETN anyway. He's been amazing receiving the ball. And where Clemson, really wide receiver-wise right now, does not look good. It's really just Amari Rodgers and ETN doing the thing right now. Uh, and Cornell Powell. I got to give him some love, too. I'm glad I'm bringing his name up. Cornell Powell, I doubted you last year. You are a good wide receiver, my brother. Keep working hard. And I'm, I'm going to add him in the mix. Feed Cornell Powell. Because we was able to see in that game last week against Boston College, Cornell Powell is a very good college wide receiver. He's making very good plays. He's being very effective. Um, I think last week he had like 10 receptions for like 110 yards. I mean, he had a very good game. And all 10 catches were impact moment type catches. Um, that has to continue in this game. It's going to be very important. I'm going to take Clemson in this game 31-21 in this game. I think Clemson's just too much for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame comes in and they stick in the game for probably a while, maybe even three quarters. And then Clemson starts kind of pulling away. I say Clemson 31 to 21. That's my personal feeling. Could be wrong, but that is my feeling about the game. So if you haven't already, I need you to follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at AO underscore T time nine. Also, as well, I need you to follow me at the Talks with T-Time podcast page. Go ahead and follow us over there. And if you haven't already, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. We're on iTunes. We're on Google. We're on whatever, Spotify, all that. When we come back, let's jump into some NFL, man. Big weekend this weekend in college football. And there's some pretty good games in the NFL this weekend, too. Let's jump in it and let's start talking playoffs. Let's talk about it when we get back. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back at it again, man. Talks T-Time, the podcast, if you haven't already, follow me at AO underscore T-Time 9. And also, as well, on the podcast page at Talks T-Time, the podcast on IG. You can follow me at Twitter and Instagram, as well, at my AO underscore T-Time 9. If you haven't already, man, let's go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, man. appreciate you guys' love and support. Like I said, we playing King Vaughn all night tonight, man. R.I.P. 
King Von, prayers to him and his family um, after the devastating loss that we took uh, to him today, man. Just unfortunate situation that took place in Atlanta, Georgia early this morning. Um, so, yeah, man, I just want to, you know, we'll be playing a lot of King Von throughout the uh, throughout the, you know, podcast. It's been a lot to digest this week, man. Election and, you know, this whole King Von mess. I mean, it just sucks when you kind of listen to, to artists and they die, like, and it's like you're really just starting to get a groove with that guy and then they die. Um, same thing happened with Pop Smoke. I had just started listening to King Von probably in the middle of 2018, probably, roughly. Um, and that was when he, I think he had just got home from beating two murder cases at that time. And uh, it's just unfortunate to see him come from real, literally the trenches to where he is now, one of the most popular up-and-coming artists in the world. Um, and to see him get, you know, killed like that is just unfortunate, man. So, you know, condolences, like I said, condolences to him and his family. Um, but, yeah, man, let's go ahead and jump in, back into sports, man. Um, want to talk a little bit about NFL football this week. And, you know, we're coming up now. We're on the halfway point of the season. So I want to start kind of throwing that P word in here in a few minutes. And we'll talk about that too as well. But I want to go over some of the games this weekend. Green Bay and San Francisco played last night. Green Bay absolutely annihilated them. It was 34-17. Uh, to 17. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like a man among amongst boys right now. Let's just be completely honest. He looks really good. Um, so, yeah, that was that. I'm not even going to really jump into that game. A really interesting game I, I see tomorrow is Buffalo against Seattle. Buffalo comes in this game 6-2. Seattle is 6-1. That's going to be a very good game. There's a lot of good games this weekend, man, a lot of them. Um, also, as well, um, another big game. Uh, we have Baltimore heading to Indianapolis. Both teams are 5-2, by the way. Another big game. Um, also, as well, another game that's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow is Chicago versus Tennessee. Um, you have Chicago at five and three, Tennessee at five and two. Um, very interesting game. There's a lot of good like teams that are very kind of equally matched going up this weekend. So I think that's going to be very interesting as well. Another game I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend is also the Arizona Cardinals against the Miami Dolphins. Miami is four and three right now and playing very well, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I'm interested to kind of see what that game is going to be like. Probably the best game of the week, in my opinion, is going to be New Orleans against Tampa Bay on Sunday night. Um, Tampa Bay is now putting A.B. into the lineup, so that's going to be interesting to see how that works. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. And Michael Thomas returns as well for New Orleans. So I just want to talk about a few of these games, not a lot. Um, you know, I'll kind of just give a quick synopsis for each game. Um, Buffalo versus Seattle, that's going to be an interesting game. I think that's going to be a game that it's really going to be, you know, in my opinion, Seattle's offense against Buffalo's defense, right? Strength against strength. Um, it's going to be very important to see how that works out. DK Metcalf is looking amazing right now. Russell Wilson, you could argue, is the MVP right now or one of them. Um, the Seattle Seahawks look really good right now offensively. Uh, this is going to be a, a game where they have to see they're matching up with one of the better defenses in the NFL. What can they do in this game in Buffalo? In my personal opinion, I still think Seattle comes and wins this game. Um, I would say something on the score of like 31 to 28, but I do think it's a close game. Um, we have Baltimore, who's 5-2. You know, their two losses this year. One came last week, um, and that was against, you know, the Steelers. And then also as well uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So they've lost to two really good teams. 
Um, so you could almost argue that they're probably the third or fourth best team in the NFL right now. I think that continues. I don't see Lamar Jackson having two bad games. Give me Baltimore in this game, 31 to 14. Um, next game that I want to talk about, the uh, the um, the uh, Chicago Bears against the Tennessee Titans. Um, once again, strength against strength. Well, mm, well, it technically is strength against strength because Chicago's front seven is one of the best in the NFL, right? Like we can all just about agree on that. Um, and also as well, Tennessee in their run game is is one of the best attacks we've seen in the NFL. So you could argue this is strength against strength technically. Uh, not too much going to be going on on the outside, I don't think, for either one of these teams. Allen Robinson is about the only weapon that Chicago has on the outside on offense. And then also as well, Tennessee really doesn't throw the ball like that. Even though Tannehill has been good when the ball is being thrown, um, they really haven't thrown the ball like that. I think this is going to be a, a sluggish game. I think Tennessee wins this game, something on the lines of like 21 to like 17. Um, another game I want to talk about a little bit here, Carolina going up against Kansas City. I don't think this game is close, honestly. Um, I think Carolina gets blowed out. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater will not be able to keep up with, um, you know, the great Patrick Mahomes. I The Panthers have been competitive, though, so I don't want to completely write them off. They won't win this game, I don't think. Um, but that would be so Panthers of them to win this game. I think... I think this is the first game they, they kind of get embarrassed. I'm going to be honest. I think this is the first game they kind of get embarrassed. I could see a score of like, you know, like 41 to 10 or something like that, or 41 to 17. Like I could I could see this getting ugly. Um, now, Rasul Douglas is back for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Dante, you know, Jackson is also back. But I could see this game getting ugly if it really wanted to. Um, also, as well, another game I want to take a look at, too, as well, was Miami versus Arizona. This is going to be a good game, man. Tua didn't have the greatest week one, and i already seen some reports talking about Miami's not locked in on Tua all the way, which is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, that's just crazy. Um, but anyway, um, you know, Arizona is 5-2 and two right now playing very good football. Um, I think Arizona wins this game and finds himself 6-2, um, looking really competitive in the NFC West. I mean, we're looking at three teams that are more than likely getting in the playoffs in the NFC West. Um, you know, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are all looking to be in play to get into the playoffs in the NFC West, in the NFC period, really, um, especially with that seventh expansion team in there. And I heard somebody talking about an eighth. So I don't know how true that is, but we'll see how things go. Um, but I think that, Arizona is going to win this game. Something on the guidelines of like 31 to 21. Um, probably, like I said, the best game of the week is going to be Tampa Bay versus uh, Notre, uh, Lord, wrong. <laughs> Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Um, Tampa Bay coming into this game, they lost to New Orleans the first time and they lost to the Bears. So they those two are pretty two legit win, uh, losses at this point that Tampa Bay has taken. Now, Tampa Bay has gotten hot as of late. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they continue their hot streak. I think they beat New Orleans. Um, something on the guidelines, maybe a 35-31 in a barn burner. Um, New Orleans defense has been very suspect. Marshawn Lynch has, I mean, not Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Hold'em Lattimore is what I call him, has been very suspect. He's been suspect for a while. I've been telling people the kid is not that great, and people didn't want to listen. People just thought I was hating. 
Uh, Marshawn Lynch is a above average corner. He's a good to above average corner. He's not a top five corner in this lead. Top 10, uh, debatable. Um, but you know, if they can exploit that, if they can get everybody moving, we already know that wide receiving court is a, is a fool. Grunk has played a little bit better here as lately as of late as well. So if they can get Mike Evans and Goodwin and all those guys going to ABs back in the mix, I mean, this could, you know, be detrimental. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I want to jump into playoffs now because we're getting to that point to where we're midway through the season at this point. Let's start talking about playoffs a little bit because that's what I'm kind of looking at now with what's going on because we're heading towards kind of like the end of the season at this point. So I want to go over the NFC and I want to go over the AFC. I'm not breaking down each division. I'm not doing that today. Maybe on another day, but not today. We're not doing that. Okay, so let's go ahead and do it like this. So as of right now, in the AFC, the Steelers are the number one seed at 7-0. At two, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at 7-1. At three, we have the Buffalo Bills at 6-2. At four, we have the Tennessee Titans at 5-2. At five, we have, excuse me, Baltimore. At six, we have the Colts, which this game between Baltimore and the Colts could kind of be a positioning type thing. Um, and then at seven, which is the new spot as of right now, we have the Cleveland Browns. Right on the outside looking in of that, we have the Las Vegas Raiders who are four and three right now. We have the Miami Dolphins who are four and three right now. That's on the AFC side. Let me talk about the AFC first. I think by the time this is all said and done, Kansas City will be the number one seed. That's my opinion. The Steelers will not lose this week because they're playing the sorry Cowboys. The Cowboys... We're going to have to have a conversation about them. Probably not this podcast. They could, um, yeah, they could find their way in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes or Justin Fields sweepstakes. And for Dak, that may not be good. I'm just going to tell I, I hate. I know it sucks because he's hurt, but we got to be honest here. That may not be good. If they find themselves in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, that may not be because the Cowboys are bad. They may not win another game this year. Like they, that, you know, we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. I'm not going to go too much further into that. We'll save that for next week. Um, But yeah, I think when it's all said and done, the Steelers are going to be, they're probably the number two seed. The rest of this position, I only think I think changes is that Baltimore moves in front of Buffalo. I think Buffalo slides down to four. Tennessee slides down to five. Colts slide down to six. And Browns stay at seven. That's uh, no Browns stay at seven, and and that's how it would be. Only switch I would really make is I would move. I would switch Baltimore and move them up to three, and then I would move Bills down to four, Tennessee down to five, and so on and so forth at that point. But besides that, that's the way I can see this kind of lining up right now. Now, let's jump into the NFC side of things. Now, with the NFC, at one right now, we have Seattle Seahawks at 6-1. At two, we have Tampa Bay at 6-2. At three, we have Green Bay at 6-2. Now, remember, Tampa beat Green Bay 
a few weeks ago. So they already have the ups on them. At four, because the NFC East is so horrible, you have the Philadelphia Eagles at three, four, and one. At five seed, you have the New Orleans Saints at five and two. At the sixth seed, you have the Arizona Cardinals. And as I've told y'all, at the seventh seed, you have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, what is important is that the Rams have beat the Bears. The Rams have beat the Bears. So they have the tiebreaker over the Bears right now. So, with that being said, there's the Bears at that 5-3, and three, and then there's the 49ers at 4-5, and five, which they're really banged up. I don't think they're getting in. I really just think it's between Chicago and L.A. for that last spot. In my personal opinion, I don't think this changes a damn bit. I don't. I don't think it changes. I think it stays exactly like this throughout. I think Seattle will be the number one seed. Um, and I think Tampa Bay may contend with them for that number one seed. But I think it, I, I think it's, it's going to, to Seattle. I think it's going to Seattle. Green Bay is going to drop another game they shouldn't drop. I know them. I know them. They're going to drop another game they shouldn't drop. They're going to do that. They are going to do that. Not saying Seattle won't. They may do it. But I think Seattle comes out number one. Now, am I saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl? No. That's going to be for another discussion uh, for another day. But I do think that, you know, Seattle comes out at number one. I think this order is pretty accurate. I just told y'all I believe that three teams from the NFC West are getting in. And if they say talking about, because I heard some rumor about they was talking about doing an eighth team just in case COVID comes up. If that's the case, you could argue they might get their whole division in. So we'll see. We'll see how things work out. But that's kind of how I'm looking at the playoffs right now. Um, Man, listen, you know, like I said, I just want to see some good football this weekend. And, you guys, we got a clean slate of football. It's going to be interesting. Sit back and enjoy the football today because it is going to be good. We got a lot of good college football games on today. We got a lot of good NFL football games coming on tomorrow. Man, sit back and enjoy the weekend. This has been a stressful week for our country, bro. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it, man. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Man, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast at Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Also, as well, follow me on AO underscore T-Time 9 on Instagram and Twitter. Also, as well, follow me at Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG. We got to grow that IG page a little bit. Thank you guys for your love and support. RIP King Vaughn. And guess what, y'all? We out.